Super Sentai Brothers, this is episode 7 of Licensed to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing well, man. Doing well. Just chilling. Had a nice day. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Having a nice, like, mid-Saturday evening record. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, it's very chill. Very cool. Just had a cup of coffee. It, it, I feel like I had a cup of coffee at like the like just as the window for at having the a cup absolute of last was... six o'clock. That's my cutoff. After like some experience, you know, like mm-hmm. you got to do some experimentation. And I six o'clock. I have zeroed in. Is if I can get that last drop down by like five fifty nine, I'm I'm cool. Uh-huh. Uh, much after that. I'm feeling it when I try to go to bed. Yes, um, I usually shoot for seven is my close off time, but I stay up a little later than you. And also, you sure do. I was starting to watch this episode and starting to fall asleep. So I was like, oh, mm. I definitely need to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> because if I'm barely going to stay awake through this episode and then go and podcast for an hour, like, coffee is going to be necessary. Um, I remember there was a movie, uh, it's called Parker. It's a very bad movie based on the very good Parker uh, books. Oh, yeah, starring... Um, Jason Statham. What's his name? Jason Statham. Yeah, it's not a terrible movie, but it's not... A, it's it's an okay Jason, Sta- it's, Jason Statham movie. It's an movie. okay movie, but it's not Parker. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, a, I mean, it kind of is, but it basically isn't. It, yeah, it's an okay Jason Statham movie, but it's a bad Parker movie. But it, Yes, that's a very good way to say that. But at some point, um, someone asks him, how do you sleep at night? And he says, I never have coffee after seven. And I thought that was a great line in an otherwise unremarkable movie. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is that Jason Statham is not like a Parker. He doesn't look like Parker, right? Well, he looks... No, I mean... He, well, he looks like Jason Statham is the problem. And he's English, and that doesn't help. Right, yeah. Parker's a very specific look. Um, man, if, if you guys have never read the Parker books, I'm sure we've talked about him before. Uh, the Parker books are great. The the Darwin Cook. Uh, Holy cow! I was just about to say. Really good. I've actually never read the novels. I've only read the Darwin Cook graphic adaptations, and they are phenomenal. Oh, dude! I have like the first five of those books. You should borrow. Them yeah, sometime. I know. I bought a bunch of them for you for Christmas one year. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. you have them. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of them available um, as uh, digital ebooks and audiobooks from your local public library. Nice. Um, come highly recommended. But Dave, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about something else that comes very highly recommended. Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Nailed it. Uh, Nailed it, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're watching episode seven today. It is called Blue Has No Entry. It was written by Yoshio Orisawa, the same as all the other episodes as of so far. Um, its original air date was April 12th, 1996. Of course, if you want to watch it along with us. You can do that on the DVDs, or it is all streaming on ShoutFactory.tv. Um, man, can I tell you, we have not talked about it in a while, how nice it is to just have all of this stuff readily available, streaming for free, legally Dude, on the internet. Dude, it is, it is pretty fantastic. I, our, our first episodes, we just had to uh, watch the show. Just had to in, sort of find them where we could. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, I, I feel like it's been a few years since we've talked about this. Like when we started, I watched all of Die Ranger on YouTube because it was a couple of years before any of the Sentai stuff was being legally like produced and and not produced, but like you know on DVD. Yeah, in the no, it's like States. available in the states. Available. In so the since states. it wasn't available anywhere legally, there was no particular it's crackdown right. on where it was online. But sort of as we started the show and things, be- more stuff became available legally, there was this weird, like, limbo period where now that the series well, had right, some like... things that were available legally, all the illegal stuff was getting pulled down, but the stuff that we needed to watch was not yet legally available. So we were, we man, there was a scramble of a year somewhere in there. So now it is just... 
it is a pure delight to just hop on the internet and watch these shows. Yeah, uh, you know, and listen, they're bringing more and more series over to the States. Matt, can we take a little credit for popularizing these? Oh. I think so. I mean. I think so. Listen. I'm going to. I don't know. At least a little bit. I don't bit. know how There's much a percentage. we can take credit, but yeah, there is. A percentage, Matt. Yeah. A small percentage, but a non-zero amount. A non-zero amount, and I stand by that. I, listen, I will not say that we have anything to do with, um... You know, popularizing Zoo Ranger in America, but they did circle back around and release Jetman. And listen, I know that that's a very popular series, and it's maybe the best one, and maybe that's why they did it. But I would like to believe that there's at least a few people who bought that DVD set who would not have otherwise done so because of our show. That's true. Also, if somehow Shout Factory, if you're listening, we are just just desperate to sell out. Oh my I can't God, believe my gosh. It's all we would I in want. a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, we would sell out for a nickel. Just let us do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dave. Before we get into talking about this episode, of course, as always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So, Matt, our first star of the week is. Maybe, okay, the best part of teaching is, is like, molding young minds, right? Sure. And they're, like, every once in a while, a kid writes you a letter, and they're just like, your class, like, changed my life, and, like, it meant the world to me, and all of these things. And that's the best part of teaching. Uh, the second best part of teaching is snow days. Mm. And I had a snow, oh, I did, I had a snow day this week. And, man, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I'm sure They're we so have. great. I'm sure we have, but here, okay. Think back about like what a snow, like your memory of a snow day, right? And you know, there's things like in you, you had something in your youth and you have like a memory of it. And then you go back and you experience it again, right? You go back to Disney world or you eat a Twinkie or like whatever it is. And you say to yourself like, Oh, I actually kind of wish I hadn't done that because the memory of the thing that I experienced is actually better than the than the thing itself. Sure. Right? That's not true for snow days. No. They're no. every bit mm-hmm. as good as you remember. They're actually, as a teacher, they're even better. No, Dave. Because you know what's even can, can, cooler than having a snow day, Matt? What? Having a snow day and getting paid for it. Now, Dave, here, here's a question that I have for you. Yeah, please. As I am sort of casting my mind back into the past for things that I've experienced mm-hmm. and enjoyed before, yeah. um, is was it better or worse this time or the last time that you described snow days using, I think, the exact same words in the exact same order than, like, the last time that snow days were a star on the show? It's... It's you know what Matt much like the snow day it's just as good this time around. Uh it's like a fine wine. <laughs> yeah, no, I could feel myself repeating <laughs> what I was halfway through. I was like, that sounds very familiar, but it's the best way to describe it. And hot diggity dang, uh, is a snow day very nice? And actually, we're expected. It's supposed to, like the high on Wednesday is zero mm-hmm. in uh, in beautiful Cleveland. So I may have I may have another one this week. Very much looking forward. You can't think about it though. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah, you can't think that you're going to have one. You just have to... It lives in hope in, like, the back of your mind. Yeah. But, um... So, you know, the, the, the trick for me, of course, is that I am not a teacher. So, I I get... I don't get as much snow as you do because I live on the west side of town, which gets less snow than you do. But I do still get the snow. I just don't get the day. So, like... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have, like, work-from-home days, right? It's not exactly the same I thing. do, actually. I was going sort of insane because the the snow that hit Cleveland, which was not actually, like, as... It wasn't that bad. It, like, people were talking it about fine. it being, like, apocalyptic. Like, it was a snowy day. Stay off the roads unless you have to sort of thing. But it was fine. Um, But my car, like... I had a really good parking spot, and then my car got covered in snow, and then I didn't have anywhere to be all weekend, and then Monday was Martin Luther King Day, and then Tuesday, I worked from home. So by the end of Tuesday, I had not really, I had not moved my car since I had gotten home Friday night. 
ooh, yeah, that's a danger. Right. You think like, oh man, I'm just gonna chill at home. And if you just do, if you just chill at home for like two days, that's cool. Oh, it's so good. A third day can be okay. A fourth day. Where you literally just chill at home. Right. Especially if you live at home by yourself. And like Yeah, that's also I mean, I, right. I'm making some good progress on that Breath of the Wild master mode, but uh it was it was kind of maddening. Uh I was I was weirdly glad to get back to the office on Wednesday. Uh anyway, Dave, what is our second star of the week? So our second star of the week, Matt, is that I recently I okay, you know I had been I was playing no video games at all. And then I started to dip a toe a little bit back in, and then and I'm still keeping it under control. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you may hear me talking about this as though like I'm an alcoholic, and there's the, like there's there's a non-zero amount of truth to that, and like my interaction with video games. But I had I had inadvertently I'd kind of not inadvertently like I had let some games like slip back on my phone, uh-huh. right? Like a little tower defense here, uh, here and there. I know you love a tower like tower defense. I do. But the thing is, is like they're kind of dumb games, right? Like once you sort of like figure out the rhythm of it, it's not actually. So I got I got rid of all those. I was just like, wait a minute, I why no? I I stopped this. So I took them all off my phone and I left on like some puzzle games, like some like logic puzzle games. I'm like, that's you know, that's okay, sure. And uh, but I was like, well, okay, well, what should I what should I be doing instead of this? And I got back, I hopped back on the Duolingo. Oh, I'm the back doing Duolingo. this again. Yeah, I was like real solid on it for about like like eight or nine months, and then uh, we got the twins, and then I sort of I just I fell off the train, and it's been about a year and a half or something, uh, maybe longer. But I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back on this Duolingo thing because I've always wanted to speak French. Mm-hmm. It just see it's a cool language. I've always wanted to speak it, and I and I was kind of into it, and so I'm back on. I'm back on doing Duolingo. Nice. How do you feel like you remember anything from the first time you had a good streak going? Well, okay, that's actually, I am pretty impressed, not with myself, uh, because I haven't been doing anything, but I'm pretty impressed with the Duolingo method, because I did, like, I hopped back on, and I was just like, oh, yeah, 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 that is, like, that's what that is. Or, like, there were, like, one or two things I needed to be refreshed on mm-hmm. that, like, French... Because French has like some weird articles, like they've got like an they've got like a funky indefinite article. French has got weird everything, man. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, that's right. Like you don't just eat cheese; you eat like they've got a sum article. Do right, you remember this? I remember never quite getting the hang of that article, even though I lived in France for most of a year. Okay, so like I mean, just like real quickly, here's the grammar lesson: you've got a definite article, which is the. Right? And it refers to, like, one specific thing. Like, I drove... If I'm talking to you, and I say, oh, yeah, I took the car down to the shop, obviously, I mean, like, a specific car. I mean, my car, right? Right. If I say, I took a car to the shop, now that's an indefinite article. I can be talking about any car. Um, And then, like, in English, if we just said, I took cars to the shop, like, we don't have an article there. We don't have an a cars or the cars. We just say, like, cars, which means, like, of all the cars in the universe... I took an amount of them to the shop, right? French has an article that, like, do, that means, like, some of the cars. Um, so anyways, yeah, I'm back on. That owl is showing up in my my things again. He's harassing me, reminding me to, like, learn learn some French. And it goes, like, I'm looking at the lessons. Like, I just pulled it up so I could glance at it. The lessons go astonishingly deep. And I am very curious, because I'm only about, well, like, 25% of the way through. Like, I was 25%, eh, maybe 30. And that was after, like, nine, ten months of daily mm-hmm. daily doing this. Like, pretty intently, because this was before I had the twins. And again, I'm only, like, a third of the way through. So I'm very curious, like, if I can get through the whole thing, like, how fluent... Like, basically, my, my question is, like, how fluent can Duolingo get you? I don't know. You know I, what I, I guess mean? we'll find out in this podcast. I guess we'll find brought out. Brought to in you this... by the good folks at Duolingo. At Duolingo. Duolingo. Go the, Go the, 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 the better way to become fluent, potentially. Anyway, Dave, what is our third star of the week? So, Matt, our third star of the week is that the millionaires that we pay six figures to to like handle the governance 
of our 320 million citizens uh, have finally done the absolute bare minimum of their job and uh, and started the government running again. Because for the last 35 days, they just haven't. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, uh, I, I, just no. I, just no government I guess this, running. I mean, I guess this is a political podcast now. This is... 2019. This is okay. This is week two. 2019. <laughs> get it in gear. Talking about politics. Goodness no. Um, yeah, it, it's nice. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. The- but yeah, it's real cool. The, the 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 government is back on. Welcome back, boys. That's just. I mean, welcome back. The, I just the good like, thing is the government's back. The bad thing is that it's our government that's back. So it's only half good. But you know, at yeah. least they can like pay people and uh, keep things running. Right, right, right. So, like, Dad, sorry, you gotta. I mean, guess not sorry. Dad likes his job, but like, Dad, you gotta go back to work. <laughs> oh, jeez, how is this? Okay, I actually, I gotta move on, Matt. I gotta move on because this is gonna move on from like funny jokes territory real quickly. Matt, what is our fourth star of the week? I feel like that's one of those stars that got thrown into the mix because we're like, well, this is the big thing that happened this week, and then we started talking about it, and we're like, oh, this is why we do not talk about this stuff on this show. This is why we don't talk about politics. It's just, like, I can't, yeah. Um, anyway. Great job. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's get back government. into something that's a little more our wheelhouse. Uh, Dave, the fourth star of the week this week is that I just made some scones. Gosh, I love a good scone. Me too. I used a uh, Alton Brown recipe that I found oh, on classic. the internet. Yeah. Because I'm not a... Like, I I have a well-appointed kitchen. And I... Yeah. Like, if I... You've got an ice crusher? Yeah. You've oh, got I've a got very a, nice blender. I've got an ice... Dude, I have so many different ways to turn one kind of ice into a different shape, like, shape or size of ice. I've got an ice crusher. I've got an ice shaver. I've got... Uh, there's an ice crutcher attachment to my blender. Uh, but I did not do any of the ice things today. I did scone things today. Generally, I figure that, like, I am not a great cook. So my go-to is when I'm Googling a recipe, I Google the name of the food that I want to eat and Alton Brown. And I say, okay, what do you got for me? That's, okay, listen, even if you are a good, because I actually am a pretty dab hand in the kitchen, if I say so myself. And, uh... I still do that exact thing as often as not. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think you need to. I mean, the man has made a very comfortable living and uh, quite a name for himself, based on the fact that he can. He has gotten a lot of people to do that exact thing. Right. So, so you're certainly not alone. Well, I think as far as you cooking, man, I think the problem is is that like you existed in a home where there were like a number of like, there were already a number of good cooks. Like, right. mom is a good cook. And then if, like, mom were not available, like, dad is also a good cook. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason dad was not available, like, I cooked in restaurants for a number of years. Like, I'm also a good cook. So, like, there just yeah. were not a ton of And, our, and uh, Katie, like, our sister is also a good cook. Like, And, oh, yeah, geez, and our sister is also a really good cook. And the cook. thing is, like, I'm not, I, you know, I am not a bad cook, I but I don't, like, it's not something that I think to do for myself as often. Like, I don't get a ton of enjoyment out of it so i kind of skip mm. it um yeah just real quickly just so people don't think i was uh omitting my sister our sister is a very good cook although i think of her really as a baker like she is a she's a good cook she's an excellent baker and that's really i think what she digs more mm-hmm. and so when i think of katie in the kitchen i don't i think of her baking so that's that's why all right i i, I feel like you have Explained yourself pretty well, Katie. If you're listening, I hope you're satisfied. With, I hope you are satisfied with his response. Um, yeah, I, this is. There are not a lot of jokes about this. I made some scones. I managed to dirty pretty well, wait, much. I mean, what what kind of scone is this? A basic scone? Are we? Is this a blueberry scone? A craisin? You get some craisins in there? You know, it is a basic scone because I walked to the store and I bought a bunch of stuff. And then on my way home, walking from the store, I realized that what I was going to do was put some dried cherries in them but, Ooh, but the, that sounds very good yeah and i do actually have some nice dried cherries but they are in like my snack drawer at the office and not in my snack stash at home and i had just completely forgotten so they are a regular scone but good uh yeah that's that's all 
Oh, that's great. That's the show, everyone. You get to hear that I made some scones. Dave, what's your no, star of the listen. week? No, it's listen. Listen, let us share our delightful lives with you. My brother made some scones. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Dave, fifth star of the week. What do we got? So, so fifth star of the week, actually a fairly short one, Matt. Uh, like I mentioned last week, uh, Buddy Bear chomped my Fallout 76. And in three, <laughs> two, two, one... one. Sink. So, as I mentioned last week, uh, Buddy Bear chomped my Fallout 76 disc real bad, and I could not play it. And so we ordered another one, but we ordered it. We thought we would save a few dollars uh, off of Amazon because there were cheap copies on eBay. So we ordered a copy on eBay, uh, which is fine because it was like 15 bucks cheaper. Great. Nice. The only downside of this is that I, I was not considering the impact of dealing with like... Uh, a human mm-hmm. as opposed to like a hyper efficient megacorp. Oh, sure. Right? So I ordered it and the dude from whom I bought it did not ship it out for like two days because like presumably he's a person. Right. He's got a job right? and he had to drive to the post office. Yeah. Which is like a very reasonable thing and he just like shipped it you know, like United States Postal Service. And so it did not arrive. It didn't arrive for like nine days. And I was so, like, I it made my skull itch. I was like, I ordered this two days ago. It's three days ago. Three, no, three whole days I waited for this thing. And it's not here yet. Where, where is it? Where is my completely inconsequential thing that I desired? Yeah, it's not here. How dare you not <laughs> give it to? You? How dare you not meet the standard set for me by <laughs> by the world's largest, richest corporation? Right. Like, listen, Amazon might be a soul crushing hyper machine that has kind of ruined our way of life, but they do get things to you quickly. But they, oh man! But it does show up on your door in like two days. Yeah, man. Love that. Free shipping. All you need to do is have fries. Free shipping. Right. Uh, anyway, so oh, yeah, I, uh, I just had that reminder. Oh, Amazon. Um, what are we going to do with you? I don't know. What a, I think a better question is what are they going to do with us? I shudder I to think. I think the answer Dave. is like I render us down think. into Soylent, I think is the answer. Uh, um, but you know, in the meantime, Dave, before Amazon has boiled our bones, uh, we are going to talk about episode seven of Kekiso Sentai Car Ranger. It's called Blue Has No Entry, and we're going to talk about it right after this. Okay, welcome back. We have just finished watching episode 7 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Blue has no entry. Weird name for this show. It's kind yeah. of related to what happens. It's yeah, uh, I don't know. I, you know, entry feels like it must be like some sort of uh Sort of like weird little glitch of translation. I, but we, we, this will make sense when we explain the episode. I wonder if this is one of those things where, like, it's a weird translation of a pun based on, like, a Japanese traffic law. Oh, I bet you're right. Ent- like, entry, like, you can't get back in yeah. or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, the episode starts off, and all the rangers are at work at Pegasus Motors, and they're fixing cars. They're doing work. Talking about uh, money. Talking about cars and money yeah, you know. and stuff. And uh, Naoki enters. And have we met, just real briefly, have we talked about Naoki's uh, outfit? Uh, no, I don't believe that we have. Here is Naoki's outfit. Now listen, before I get started, uh, don't get too excited. It does not approach the grandeur of Sasuke? Is the Red Ranger from Kakaranger, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. I'm actually really impressed with myself that I remembered that. Yeah. Anyways, it does not approach the glory that is Sasuke's civvies, but he does wear, it's like pl- black pleather pants, mm-hmm. and then a sort of zip, like a gold, like a zip up that has like black sleeves and just like a gold lame front. Yeah, which is frustrating because and then he's, he's got the kind blue, of like a longish bowl cut. Like, yeah, he, and he's he's the Blue Ranger, and there's no blue in his outfit. I have kind of given up. 
hoping for like any real color coding out of, out okay, of this season. I mean, here, uh, yeah, oh, out of this season, sure. But the thing out is, of this season, out of this season, yeah. The thing is that like we can't give up on it entirely because I feel like by the time we give up, we're gonna hit a season where everyone is actually wearing their proper. Oh yeah, colors. like their hair is gonna be dyed. They're gonna have contacts and yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they're all they're all doing work. Naki enters the scene, and he's a little like he's acting kind of weird. He's like, I'm, I've, I've got to go to a thing. I'm, I'm not going to say what. I just don't even worry. I'm just going to go. And everyone's like, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. All right. Bye. So he like leaves and then he like comes back in and is like, I forgot to like formally say goodbye. And he like bows and everyone like kind of bows back. We're like, like, but like they bow, but they're also giving him a look like now. I don't just right. Like who cares? Get like, out of here. Just go, dude. It's, it's fine. Um, so we follow him, and he is in a restaurant, and he is sitting across the, the table from a guy who, by his enthusiasm and energy, I genuinely assumed was going to end up being a bozo. <laughs> I don't think, you know, having said that, though, it does not seem this season as though the, uh, the, the monsters have, like, a human form. I, I don't think that's a thing that they're going to do this season. We have not seen it this season unless Zanet is the human form of something that is going to be more monstrous later. But we've gotten that no indication. That is indica- very possible. We've gotten no indication of that. But, yeah, this is just an excitable dude. We realize that the reason that Naoki uh, or Naoki, please, someone tweet at me and tell me help, how to actually pronounce that. Um the reason he is so nervous when he was leaving work is because the guy he's meeting with is a representative from a different like car company who is yes. interested in Naoki's work. Because yeah, Naoki is the, like, the designer, right? Like he's the guy yeah. who actually like draw like drafts what the cars are going to look like. So he pulls out a magazine and he's like pointing the instances of Naoki's work. He's like, This is all incredible. I love it. And I like I want you to come work at my company, and I am willing to offer you three times your salary. Like I will triple your salary to come work for me. And at first, Naoki sort of was like he hems and haws a little bit, and then he's like he has like a flashback to working with the other Rangers, and he's like, "No, I work for Pegasus Motors, and I can't betray my friends." Which I think like the whole rest of this episode is about. Like, Naoki and his, like, understanding of his place in the team and, like, the question of, like, his level of commitment to the Rangers. Frankly, if that's what they were trying to talk about, they could have stopped this episode right now. Like, all they needed to say was some dude's like, I'll give you three times your salary. And Naoki says, no, thank you. I'll stay where I am. And then they could have stopped the episode. Right. Like, they, he could have said, I will give you a 20% raise. And if he turned that down, it still would have been enough. It still would have worked. Yeah. Okay, here, here, I, so, like, right. I have <laughs> I have been at my current job for seven years. Mm-hmm. I was hired to create a program. I'm the only person who does that. I'm the only person who teaches theater. And, like, it's, it's my baby. I've put a ton of, like, time and effort and energy into it. And if somebody walked up and was just like, I will give you three times your salary to, like, come teach at this school, I'd be like, later, n- middle of the school year, I'm out. Bye. Right. You would not finish the class period. Right. Like, see, I mean, I would because I'm, like, contractually obligated to and they could sue me. Okay, but, like, sure. the point is... Like, Naoki, like, we now understand, as adults, like, maybe <laughs> they have the rest of the episode for children. If you're an adult, you can stop watching. We now understand <laughs> Naoki is deeply committed to Pegasus Motors. Okay, now, part of it, sure, is that he is deeply committed to Pegasus Motors. The other part is, imagine what would happen if one of these five people got a job at a different car place. Like... If that had happened eight weeks ago, sure, maybe it would be sad to leave working with your friends. But for the last seven weeks, they are also the car rangers. Like it's very like their secret base is inside a closet in oh, Pegasus Motor. Oh, that's right. Motors. It is literally in Pegasus Motor. That's right. Like okay, he, that's a good point. Because he does mention that he's like also I'm a car ranger. He doesn't say that out loud. Right, but like. You know, I do like that he mentions that his salary is very bad, which is, I think, not... It is definitely not the first time we have heard him complain about how much money he makes. Yeah. Although, and I don't remember the exact figures, I think that he makes the most money of anyone there. 
Uh, yeah, it's either him or Minoru. Um, okay, so we go from there up to Barbarian, and Grotch rolls into the BB Saloon, and he says, I have come up with a new invention. So that's great. Inventor Grotch actually invented something. Mm-hmm. He says, I've come up with this new invention. It is a, it is a zero, I don't know, understand what this is supposed to be. He says, it's a zero calorie spray, and you spray it on yourself, I guess, and it makes you thinner, is the idea. Yes. And Zonette hops up and she's like, oh, I really wanted to try that. I'm a little bit concerned. This is not necessary at all. Zonette looks fine. Yes. But, but like, I guess narratively it makes more sense for her than, like, President Gynamo to be just be like, oh, yeah, I've been a little bit worried. Right. So Zonette hops up and like, well, wait, 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 wait. Before we spray this on you, let's test it on somebody else just to make sure that it works. Yeah. In so the, and I love this. In This walks, is a great moment. The space cockroach from like what, two episodes ago? Yeah, well, you know, you've got a giant space cockroach costume rolling around. It seems a shame not to use right. it. Right. If you will recall, uh, that's not true. It's not a shame. What would it you should burn it cuz it's horrifying. If, but, so if you recall a few episodes ago when they were first trying to figure out like how to make themselves grow giant, the thing that they tested it on was just, like, a cockroach that grew to the size of one of these humanoid monsters. So now they're like, well, we've got to test this slimming thing out. And the cockroach walks into the saloon. Like, he's not... At this point, he has stopped moving around like a cockroach. He's not, like, skittering on the walls. Yeah, like, he has acclimated to being human size and just, like, walks into the bar. And they're like, okay, well, we're definitely doing it to him. So Zonette rolls over, and she sprays this on his face. And what actually happens is he does not get thin. He immediately gets very fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, he explodes. Yeah. But not like, uh, just to be clear, not like a John Carpenter's It-style, like, fleshy explosion where, like, oh, your body swelled and you... This isn't like Scanner's. Like, his face gets very fat, and then they're like pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his head definitely explodes. So they realize that this is not a good diet plan. But Gynamo says, okay, well, we've got this stuff now. Like, Grotch, uh, like, we should use this to make the Earth fat and blow it up. And we see, like, kind of a dream sequence of this, like a giant spray can in space uh, spraying this stuff on the Earth. And, like, the globe gets very big and then explodes. Yeah. Uh, So they say, like, that's a great plan. So instead of... Okay, like, obviously, like, the show wouldn't work if they just got a giant spray can. But their plan is, like, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll just send, like, a single dude down with, like, one can of this. And he's just going to get nutty. He's just going to get rowdy Uh, with it. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to send him down and then they're going to get him giant... So he can have like sort of like a major effect with this stuff, right? Yeah. So they call in N.N. Narenko, and he is their best graffiti artist. And uh, his look is bad. Bad? I don't know. It's like eyes or something. And then his face is in a nose of another creature that is his shoulders. <laughs> None of that sounds like it makes sense, but if you've seen this episode, it's actually look a at pretty it, good explanation of what it is. I just, yeah, and then he's got, like, Harlequin Jester pants I, and a big spray can. I don't know. Yeah, he's got uh, a, He does have a cool entrance, which is, like, everything goes dark and, like, a white sheet falls down, and then you see, like, a flashing figure painting, like, doing graffiti on this white sheet, and then he, like, jumps out into the light, and that's pretty neat. So he is N.N. Narenko. And he is their best graffiti artist. So, um, so yeah, he back to Earth. So he rolls down to Earth, or rather, we roll down to Earth. Yeah. Naoki returns to Pegasus Motors, and when he gets there, there's like a big no entrance sign outside the place. The doors are all locked, and the curtains are drawn. So he starts knocking on the doors, like, "Hey guys, are you in there? What's happening?" And one by one, the other four like pop their like they don't move the curtains; they just sort of like pop their head in, like through the cracks in the curtains, and say, like, oh, yeah, no, we're in here. Also, you cannot come in. No, we will not tell you why. You have to leave right now. Here are some car keys. Go wash that car over there. Yeah. 
Um, so they're very obviously planning a. This is what my my notes say. They're planning a party for him, Deaf. Oh, sure. Uh, like obviously, Nauki does not think this, and there's a very good reason he does not think that they're planning a party for him, which we'll get to later. He thinks that they have somehow discovered that he has been scouted by this other company and that they are furious with him and his betrayal. And so he is like pounding on the walls and he's like, no, like I rejected the offer. I did not. I, I didn't take the job. I'm loyal to Pegasus Motors. Uh, yeah. I'm still a member of the tribe. <laughs> like, let me back in. And he has this sort it's of It's all like, I know. He has this like hallucination dream sequence of like everyone saying, we don't like you. You have to get out of here. You were never our friend or colleague. <laughs> That's the best. You were never our friend or colleague. Yeah. So, so and, and then this is all exacerbated by the fact that he goes over to the car he is supposed to wash, and the car is like squeaky clean. Like, like there is no reason right. for him to wash this car. They're just making him not be inside. So, and then Narenko arrives, and this is this is I think one of the best things about the Bozog is that when they arrive, they don't just, like, teleport down. They don't just sort of, like, enter the scene. They always roll in on, like, a, a whacked-out crazy jalopy. Mm-hmm. Like, they drive into the scene and then hop off of this this nutty car. Uh, and I just think it's a great touch. So, Enenarenko arrives. He's in the crazy car. Uh, Grotch is, is like, listen, I'm going to go get you some Emo Yokan from Emo Cho. Yeah, like, you chill here. Like, you just wait here. So, Grotch goes over to Imacho. He's like, hey, uh, I need some Emo Yokan. And the guy's like, ooh, uh, we're out, actually. Sorry. Like, my mom's making some more. Like, my elderly mother, presumably, is making some more. But, like, we're we're out of your favorite treat, horrifying space right, monster. Right, it's going to be a bit. Uh, we know that in the past, this same clerk has been horrified by Grotch eventually, I don't know if he has a terrible memory or what, but uh, he does not seem especially upset. But Grotch is going to have to wait for his delivery. Yeah, now Grotch is just like, oh, this is awkward. I feel like people are going to stare at me. I I just like don't know what they're going for with Inventor Grotch. Like, I don't... Like, I don't get it. I like that all of his, like, inventions are kind of terrible or broken, and the only thing he's actually done to contribute is find this restaurant and eat their food. Like, I, yeah. I feel like this dude is holding on to his title of inventor by the skin of his teeth and is kind of, like, maybe a little worried about his job security. That's what, well, that's how, I that mean, is how I like to the... think about him. Yeah, well, okay. I, the rest of the Bozook are pretty busy just being, like, wild all the time. So if Inventor Grunch is spending some energy inventing something, I don't know that anyone's, like, clamoring for that job. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, so we, we, we cut back to Enen Narenko, and uh, he's sort of standing around and sort of, like, you know, just kicking some dirt. And he looks over at a wall, and he sees that some earthbound graffiti artist has tagged the wall. And this, like, sets him off. He's like, oh my gosh, I know I said I was going to wait for Grotch, but other people have tags up here. I can't wait anymore. I gotta put my own personal stank on this. Right. Uh, he proceeds to do... Like, he proceeds to do exactly that. Like, he does that thing. He He throws up. He throws up. Spraying. Ah, uh, he he, throw, he throws up spraying. No, yeah, man. He gets up. That's what he it throws is. Up some he gets spraying. up, Matt. He throw. He does. He gets up. That's the phrase. That's what the kids say. Um. So then the prompt department had a lot of fun because they just made very cute fat versions of things. Right. Like imagine uh, if a mailbox ate too many donuts in a cartoon. That's what this yes. looks like. It's very uh, good. Yeah, it's real adorable uh, until they explode, which they all definitely And what's fun is that the people who walk past are like, man, take a look at that mailbox. That's adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then it explodes, and then they're all terrified. So we see then uh, Naoki. He's at the car wash. Mm-hmm. And he is crying. He is sitting he's in crying. a car wash by himself, crying while a sad piano version of the Car Ranger theme song plays. 
it's uh, it tugs at the old heartstrings. They do a pretty good job. And he, but he gets the call. He gets the call. The other Rangers have heard about the Bozoke, and they're like, "Everybody, Bozoke!" And Nagi's like, "They don't need me. I'm not like I'm not really part of the team. I'm just gonna stay here, Mm -hmm. just stay here in this car wash." Uh, but then he sort of shakes himself. He's like, wait, no, no, even if, even if we're not friends anymore, like I have to do my duty as a car ranger for the sake of earth. So he like, right. Even if they don't want me as a friend or a colleague, like I'm still part of this team. I'm still the blue racer of the, of the car ranger. So like he jumps out, like where the car is in the, done in the wash now and he jumps out and he henshins and he he gets going. The car is mostly done. It has not stopped rolling forward when he hops out and runs away. Yeah, and he does just run. With, it's like, dude, you were A, in a car, and B, you have a very cool just car. You have your racer machine. Mm-hmm. So, like, more than any other race, you have just zero excuse to, to be doing any but of this. But it does run very fast. He, Yeah, probably not anyways. So... So he runs, uh, we we go, we see Anna Narenko, he's spraying a bunch of stuff. He does spray, this I thought was interesting, he sprays like a man and lady sign for a restroom, mm-hmm. and the illustration, like the wall is fine, the illustration gets fat, which I thought was an interesting uh, directorial choice. Um, the the four non-Naoki uh car rangers show up and they start fighting him he summons some wumpers uh there is a moment where one of the wumpers accidentally gets hit by the spray and he balloons up and explodes so now the car rangers know like okay this is bad news if we get zapped we are going to explode yeah and then he also does like I think he then, like, when he real because the he explodes and then I I think Anandarenko sprays a few more like like he turns them into like suicide bomber wumpers. <laughs> um, so we get a lot of shot. Like the Rangers are just punching these wumpers, and uh, we're getting a lot of very specific like close ups on punches. But like they don't have names, and they're not special. It just like a it'll just be like a real intense focus in on like uh, Kyosuke. Like, knocking a dude in the head. It was a kind of a weird sequence. Yeah, the, the I mean, the camera work in this show's fight sequences is not as good as the camera work from O-Ranger. But, yeah, definitely not. Which is um, not to say that it, like these fight sequences are not fun. It's just that, like... Terrible. It's just, you know, yeah. the, the, O-Ranger was a real high mark in that, in that regard. Yeah, so uh, Naoki rolls up, and he's like, Hey, I am here. And Kyosuke says, Oh, Blue Racer, thank goodness that you finally arrived. And we cut to, like, the camera sort of zooms in on Naoki, and he's like, yes, I knew that I would be appreciated. I am a member of this team. Like, everything is good. I'm back in with my friends. And then he turns around, and the other four are running away after NN Narenko, leaving Naoki to fight all of the Wumpers. And Kiyosuke sort of shouts over his shoulder, like, you take care of things here. We're going to follow the bad guy. Right. Uh, but I, I get the impression, like, I don't think he hears Kiyosuke. Because he's very focused on the Wumper. I forget exactly what he says, but it's something to the effect of, like, like he thinks they're just leaving. Like, he does not hear, he does not catch that they're like, hey, we need you to stay here and take care of this element of the Ranger problem, and we're going to, like, handle the other part. He's just like, my friends have, have run away again. Um, so, oh, and he does refer to himself. He's like, oh... I'm just... No, no, no. He, that's right. He has another flashback. Or not a flashback, but like a dream sequence where the other rangers are yelling at him. And um, I think it's not to me. It's just like, you're just a fifth wheel on this team. Which, given their whole theme... I thought was very good, yeah. that's a That stings. That hurts a lot. Like, your whole thing is, you're like the dumb wheel on the... You're like the spare wheel on the back. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, you've got like a smiley face cover on you. That's you, but a human. Naoki, that hurts. It's rough, man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, his lack of confidence, of course, leads to a decreased combat effectiveness. So uh, he just gets demolished by the one. And also, like, they probably should have left, like, more than just him. But uh, he gets demolished by the Wumpers. It's bad. Like, he's not focused. They're just, like, 
Like, they're just all standing around him. He's, like, curled up in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. And they're just standing around him, putting the boot in, as they say. Uh, it's is that, is that what they say? Uh, that is a phrase that people use. Okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I, I am not. Uh, I am not a booting aficionado. Um, I think it's a British thing. I think it's a Britishism. Anyway, yeah, it gets very bad, which leads me to wonder if they are like in a tangible way powered by friendship, as opposed to just a sort of like generic way. Um, but I guess we can sort of figure that out as the series progresses. Uh, oh, about the friend. Yeah, they don't. They haven't said that explicitly. That, like, oh, you powered by friendship. Uh, but that very much seems to be the case, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, it is in line with, like, the theme of this entire, like, meta-series. In all of Sentai, right. It's the power of five, yeah. right? So, we, we, we cut so, over to Enem Narenko, and he is fighting the other four. And he manages to get them all with the spray, which not only causes them to, like, unhension back to their regular human forms, but it does fat them all up. Yes. So Kyosuke, he's on the ground. He's he calls into the thing. He's calling Naoki for help, and uh, Naoki's like, "Wait, no!" And he hears him. He's like, "Oh, they really do need me. Like I am part of the team." And he uh, he sort of is renewed by this, right? Yeah. So he he gets there, and what's funny is that the way that they have caused these four characters to look very fat is that they have like you know put them in like big pillow clothes right yeah but their heads just look regular because they're not taking the time to put on like uh like a like a full-on like fat suit makeup thing yeah that would be a lot so the only thing that they're doing is that they all of the other four rangers sort of have like their cheeks puffed out as much as they can to try to make it look a little bit like their head got big yeah Which means to be able to do that, they have to all have, like, their lips pursed closed very tightly. So, like, they all right. just have this very strange look on their face. And then as soon as Kyosuke says something, of course, the uh, the illusion is ruined. So, Enen Norenko, like, he sees Naoki. Naoki arrives, Enen Norenko sees him, he tries to blast him, he misses. But what he does blast is he blasts some fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. And then he also blasts, like, a tree. Yeah, like, some okay. le- some branches get knocked off. It's like a pine tree. Right. Oh, but not with... Sorry, he has, like, a, fa- a face beam that he does, and then Renko does. So he does not get the with the, the fattening spray. It's just, like, an energy blast. Yeah. So the the fire hydrant is spraying water everywhere. There's some pine, pine branches on the ground. Naoki sees the other rangers, realizes what has happened, thinks back... To the power of the car wash, he says, I have a plan. Reaches down, puts the pine pine uh, pine branches behind his back, taunts an Enderenko. And Enderenko, of course, responds with the spray. Naoki shifts himself around so that the spray does not hit him, but it does hit the branches. So now he has these two enlarged pine branches... That with the needles kind of looks like the like the big whirling brushes inside of a automated car wash, and with all of the water that's streaming out of the fire hydrant, Naoki just like starts spinning around like a top, and then starts like going round and around and around through the other four rangers, acting like a human car wash, getting all of the spray off of them. Uh, yeah. So that works cool uh so tornado tornado spins how much of this works because he is actually brushing away at people and using water and how much of it is that he is like he is tapping into car magic and using like a car wash technique like have they started to unlock sort of like a more sort of metaphysical idea as to how to access car magic well, I think that their use of, like, car-oriented special moves would indicate that possibly yes. Yeah, so, like, if you if they just want to punch somebody, sure, they can punch somebody and that's fine. But if they figure out some way to relate that punch to some car-related activity, they can channel more car magic into that punch. 
Yeah, uh, I dig it's like that. A sympathetic and that does magic make a lot sort of more thing. sense. Uh huh. I was gonna say we're getting into like some weird, like head canony made stuff here, but I, I like where you're going with it. So, um, they do a little fight, and then Narenko has very, very bad aim. Uh, they summon Giga. Like this is all fairly straightforward. Like they summon Giga Formula. They do Formula Nova, and then Narenko goes down. Uh, but then. Grotch finally arrives with the emo Yokan. And he's like, dude, I told you to sit tight. Like, he's like, could you please have just waited? But he's like, here, have this emo Yokan. Uh, so he does. And then we get a giant Nana Narenko. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it does not last for very long. <laughs> it does not. Uh, they summon their RV. RV, I didn't catch this. Maybe they said this before, that RV does not stand for uh, recreational vehicle. It stands for ranger vehicle. So they summon RV Robo. They do a Plugnado Spark. That's a new attack. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like a big chest blast. Yeah, I think the idea is that the Spark Plugs are doing some sort of like lightning attack. I don't know why oh, NATO is in would, there. but No, I dig that because it's rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what more you need. Uh, Nen and Narenko does manage to weather that blast, but he's not down yet. They drop the RV sword and then and then that's good game. And then Narenko. Yes. So we, we cut then to after the fight. The five car rangers are all sort of down by the river. They're hanging out. And Kiyosuke says, hey, you know, you really came through for us. Thank you for saving us all. Like, crushed it. Great right. job, Naoki. Naoki, like the camera zooms in on Naoki. So he sort of turns away and leans on a tree. And he's like, yeah, you know, for a while, at some point today... I really felt like I wasn't appreciated and I wasn't part of the team. But at the end of everything, and then he turns around and everyone is just gone again. And he's like, oh, come on. Right. <laughs> so, so he goes from there. He heads back to work. I don't know why that, that that's where he goes, but he does. So he heads back to work and he walks in. And he, in case he can get in now, it's not locked. He walks in and uh, he sees there's decorations. And there's a cake, and the cake is shaped like a car, and he hears quietly the birthday song, and he looks around, and his friends pop up from behind the table, and they say, happy birthday, Naoki, that's what we were doing this whole time, we were planning a birthday surprise party for you. And he's like, oh man, you guys, this is, I, and he doesn't say, like, I thought you were mad at me, because I almost took this other job, he's just like, Thank you so much. I feel so like loved and and befriended and part of this team. Also, he says, uh, and he says this quietly to himself. It's like I did not expect a birthday surprise because my birthday is next month. But you know, whatever. I'm just glad that I'm back with the but team. Whatever. I'm just gonna ride it. Which I will say, by the way, if you're gonna throw somebody a surprise party, that's a great way to do it. Maybe not a month away. But, like, if you're going to throw a surprise party, throw it, like, a few days in one direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably early, before. Early is better than late. Because if you... Yeah, early is better than late. But, like, two days ahead of their actual birthday, because they'll be thinking about their birthday. Right. They'll be in joyfully anticipating their birthday. But they won't expect a surprise party two days early. Yeah. Do it like, that way. Okay. Here, here's my philosophy on surprise parties is... The you should never let the distress of not knowing what is going on ever be worse than the delight of the party to come. So, like, if someone feels like all of their friends hate them and you're having to, like, neglect and mistreat someone just so that you can, like, hop out from behind a couch and sing a song in, like, a few hours, like, don't do that. Like, don't be a jerk to your friends. Yeah, that's a bad plan. That, that, that but for it's some like, reason, is the only kind of surprise party that ever happens in a TV show. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, just don't do that. Like, take your friend to a bar and just be like, oh, let's go have like, a chill drink at a bar. And then everybody else will be like, back at the house setting up the party. This has been so, um, party planning from the Super Sentai Brothers. So, uh, and then that's it. That's the end. Everybody's happy. They had a great time. They're all... They're all cool. So that's the end of this episode, Matt, but it's not the end of our episode. That is true, Dave, because first, we need to determine where NN Naranko falls on the Creature Royale. Okay. 
Uh, man, I feel okay. I feel a little bit bad about this because it's the new season, and I just keep saying like these monsters are not very good. But and then Nareko is not a very good monster. Yeah, like so far, Car Ranger rules, and all of the monsters are very bad. I mean, not very bad. Yeah, right? like, but n- I don't. I, like, B.B. Donpa was cool. B.B. Donpa was cool. Okay, you know, I think one of the things that's hurting them is, again, they don't have, like, a theme to them. They're just kind of there. I mean, their and theme they... is that they're a crazy motorcycle gang, right? And I think that there is a aspect to the version of being a crazy, crazy motorcycle gang that is very specific to, like, Japanese motorcycle hooligans. That, like, maybe is something oh, that you and I are just, just like, like, not tapping into, right? Okay, no, that would make sense. I, yeah, like, okay, I can Remember in O-Ranger that episode where, um... I, every time we do a new show, I forget the names of every character from every other show. The Red Ranger from O-Ranger. Goro. Goro, thank you. You remember when Goro dressed up as a motorcycle dude in that one episode. And then remember like oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Shoji was dressed up as like a, like a weirdly costumed motorcycle dude in farewell to three stooges. I feel like that version of motorcycle culture is what we are getting with the Bozok. But like, that's just not something with which you and I are particularly familiar. So it's not resonating the same way that like, you know, a cowboy minotaur would. Yeah, no, I, I dig that. I dig that. So, uh, last week's monster was Kukukuton, the super fast pharaoh jeweler. Mm-hmm. And I, he seems like a good enough spot to start. Um, I can't think of anybody. Well, okay. Hold up. Hold up. Let's take a look at Mujin the manga artist. He's our only, other that I can think of, our only, like, art slash painting themed monster that we've we've seen before yeah and uh he comes he came in at spot number 102 now mujin the manga artist had the ability to trap people in an alternate dimension that he drew yeah and then he was also like a master of disguise because he was drawing himself as like various different types of people yes that is like Anybody who can send you to a different dimension, you know I love a dimension, Dave. I think Mujin yes. the Manga Artist is significantly better than... So, yeah, like, dramatically cooler. I mean, like, I'm rolling down this list, man, and... Now, if this dude's name was N.N. Steranko, and he was doing, like, crazy Jim Steranko stuff, he would be going a lot higher. Uh, yeah, like, way, way higher. But, yeah, I'm looking around, man, and, like, as I'm even going down onto this list... He's pretty low on this list, and I feel a little bit bad, but, like, okay, I'll say this. I like him better than MMO. I was going to say, he's not the worst of the Bozo that we've not. gotten. Yeah, I like him better than MM Mogu. Uh, I like him better than... I'm, I like him better than Jet Fighter Dimension. Yeah, I... Jet Fighter Dimension's just a, a jet. Right. And then Naranko at least has, like, a, a jam. Yeah, and then Dur- right? Naranko has a thing that he does. He's not just, like, you know, saucer or barra saucer or something like that, you know? He is a yeah. dude with a, like, a motivation and a point of view, and he looks very bad, but he does have, like, motivations and... Right. Oh, then, like and I'll that. say, Matt, I think he looks better than Vending Machine Dimension. Vending Machine Dimension was a weird goblin with bottle cap opener knees. I, I am a lot more fond of Vending Machine Dimension than you were, but um, I think that's a reasonable spot. Um, okay, right, so, well, I tell right you under what. under Vending the, Machine Dimension is Goblin. Okay, I'll definitely give him the beat on Goblin. I think he's better than Goblin. Okay, so do you want to put him at the new number 133 between Vending Machine Dimension and Goblin? I sure do, Matt. Right on. And that is it for us. Yes, that is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you find the show. 
Uh, that would be very greatly appreciated. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you would like to check out any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Uh, there's going to be a new episode of Spectre coming up soon, up there, so keep your eyes out. Uh, once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.